This is our third and last session on Colossians 1, 13 to 14. And I said that the question we would ask this time is, how do we get in on this? Who, who is the we here? God delivered us from the authority of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Who is this? What do I need to do or be or say or believe to be a part of this? Because Paul is not a universalist in the sense that he thinks everybody is going to have sins forgiven, that everybody is redeemed by Christ and going to heaven, that everybody is in the kingdom of Christ, that everybody is delivered from the authority of darkness. So, who have been delivered? Who are they? That's our question. Father, as we look at a few verses later now, where you make this so clear, grant that we would become such people, that everybody listening to this look at the book would believe in Jesus in a saving way. I ask this in his great, merciful name. Amen. Let's go, before I point to the answer, which is very clear, in fact, you'll see it before I point to it, probably, let me point out that this decisive past deliverance and this decisive past transfer, in other words, this has already happened to us. Christians are already delivered from the authority of Satan. We are already transferred into the Son, the Son's kingdom. He says that in other words besides those words. For example, let's look at two passages. In Christ also you were circumcised. Now, we'll come back and deal with this in some detail, but just get the picture. You were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by the putting off of the body of flesh. So picture circumcision as the whole sinful body being cut away by the circumcision of Christ. How did that happen? Having been buried with him in baptism. So he pictures us as already buried, like already delivered from the authority of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of Christ, already buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised, we're already raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. So he pictures the already character of having been delivered from Satan and put in the kingdom of Christ in terms of you're already buried, you're already raised, and he says it again here in chapter 3, if then you have been raised with Christ, yes, you have. That's over. That's done. You're already dead. You're already raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth, for you have died. So you've died. You've been raised. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. That's the same as saying 
you've been transferred into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So I just wanted to point out that death with Christ and resurrection with Christ are parallel with the idea of already delivered from the kingdom of Satan and already put into the kingdom of Christ. Now the question is, what do we do to be a part of that? And I went over it so fast, some of you might have seen it, some might not have, here in verse 12 of chapter 2. Having been buried with him in baptism, so baptism is an emblem, a picture, a parable, an acting out of a death. We were buried with him. When we go under the water, it's like a burial. When we come out of the water, it's like a resurrection. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which baptism, you were also raised with him. And here it is through faith. That makes the connection between what God does and what you do to be a part of what God does. God does the putting to death and the burying. God does the raising. God does the delivering from Satan. God does the transfer to the kingdom of the Son of his love. God does the hiding of our lives in Christ in heaven. God does all of that, and he does it through our faith. And then it says, faith in the powerful working of God. And it doesn't say to raise him from the dead. It's not just that we believe, trust, have faith in God's powerful working to raise him from the dead, as if the only thing you need to believe is that God raised Jesus from the dead, but rather who raised him from the dead shows him to be the kind of God doing the kind of thing that vindicates everything else that we are to believe that God did. And that's described here. We looked at it last time. You were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive together with Christ. Believe that. God forgave us all our trespasses. Believe that. God canceled the record of debt held against us. Believe that. God set it aside by nailing it to the cross. Believe that. God disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to an open shame, triumphing over them in him. Believe that. When it says that we have faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead, we mean the God who has been so active in the life and death of Jesus that when he raises him from the dead, it is the stamp of yes and amen, my son succeeded, I love him. And everyone who will believe in that, embrace that as true and precious, and him as Lord and Savior, the treasure of your life, you are in this 
we, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Let me just underline this issue of faith from Ephesians 2, 5-9. When we were dead in our trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. In other words, he raised Christ from the dead. He's going to raise us from the dead. If you believe that he raised Christ from the dead in that way, you will be raised from the dead or are already, in the spiritual sense, raised from the dead with Christ. Then he says, by grace you have been saved. He inserts that as if to make crystal clear that this is all of grace. This making us alive together with Christ is all of grace. We don't deserve any of it. And he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places, just like it says in Colossians 3.3. And then he argues, I'm skipping verse 7 just to get straight to the ground clause here. For by grace you have been saved through faith. There it is again. So just like here in uh, Colossians 2, we were raised with him in baptism through faith. Faith is what makes the emblem of baptism a real effective thing. In other words, we come out of that water alive, not just wet, but alive. What makes that happen is faith in the powerful working, and the powerful working includes through faith in having been raised or saved by him and raised from the dead by him. This is not, this, this faith and grace are not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. He delivered us from the authority of darkness, transferred us to the kingdom of the Son of His love. In Him, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We who have faith in the God who raised Jesus from the dead, which includes believing all that He did to bring him to the point where he merited raising from the dead.